0: Please join me in our responsive welcome. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here.
1: No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here.
0: No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here.
1: And you are wanted and you are valued here stories of faith that connect us. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, or Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. If you were awake this morning and looking at the mountains at about five of seven, <laughs> roughly, you saw a beautiful sight. The mountains covered with snow were cast in the morning light and they radiated a pink beauty that was really breathtaking. It was hard to stop looking at them, actually, knowing that it would just be something that would fade away. It's not unusual for the mountains to catch my attention, but I think they did this week because the reading this week speaks of mountains. It says, The temple of God will be lifted high above all mountains. In other words, in God's future, the holiest ground becomes the highest ground, and all will stream toward it. When we think of streams, we always think of water running down the mountain. But in God's future... All will stream toward it. A continuous flow or outpouring of people will move toward it, streaming upwards. The place of God's presence will be in the midst of God's people, just as the mountains are in the midst of we who live in the foothills. We're reading this morning from Isaiah, but the same words are found in Micah, the exact same words. These prophets were contemporaries. You probably don't think very often about, gee, I wonder who that prophet hung out with. Well, seems like they hung out together. And they both found these verses important. There's no scolding or criticizing, no warning or cautionary advice, which is so common in prophetic, prophetic preaching. These prophets are preaching a dream. They're preaching God's dream and God's promise for the world. So let's listen to the dream as it's recorded in the book of Isaiah.
0: Good morning. This morning I read from the Peace and Justice Bible, which is a modern English translation. But in this version of the Bible, all passages concerning with peace and justice are highlighted. Over 2,000 of those call us to remember that we are drawn to serve God with peace, justice, and inclusion. This morning's passage is highlighted. In the future, the mountain with the Lord's temple will be higher, highest of all. It will reach above the hills. Every nation will rush to it. Many people will come and say, let's go to the mountain of the Lord God of Jacob and worship in his temple. The Lord will teach us his law from Jerusalem, and we will obey him. He will settle arguments between nations. They will pound their swords and, with, and their spears into rakes and shovels. They will never make war or attack one another. People of Israel, let's live by the light of the Lord.
1: Thank you, Vicky. There are days when this dream feels like a warm blanket of comfort. And there are days when it feels woefully out of touch, even a little bit naive in the promise of peacemaking. Sometimes it seems seriously out of touch with the reality on the ground. I love that both Isaiah and Micah paint the picture of this dream. There was destruction and devastation in their world too. Days that were overwhelming and downright discouraging. There were days and seasons of disappointments and betrayals in relationships. All the more reason to give voice to this dream. It validates our moments of awakening and remembering, like pink snow-topped mountains. Or a winter sky. A moment of grace and unity at a family meal. Whenever we say in our words of welcome, it's good to be together, I'm reminded of Nick who married and now they have a a son about three years ago. And right before the wedding, Nick's father died. And this was a source of great heartache for Nick. And one of the things that he said he most remembers and will most miss about his father is that at the beginning of every family gathering, his father would say, it's good to be together. And they would raise a glass and then their meal would begin. Isn't that true about community? It's good to be together. And it's important to say it. There are other moments of awakening and remembering. Moments of compassion and mercy and second chances. A courageous step from fear to freedom. A change of heart from greed to generosity. An internal shift of release from resentments. A glimpse of the dream, not just any dream, but God's dream where implements of conflict are transformed into tools of community, where resources are used for the provision of health, life, and communal growth, where we seek together this God that calls us together and we gather for instructions and direction, where we remind each other to remember the dream and encourage one another through the days when the dream feels distant. Where in our gathering and our scattering we live into the deeper yearnings that call for new life. The gift of this community. We are living the dream as you might say. Living the dream in community. Just this past week one of our members, Linda shared the story of having to put down her dog, Delilah. If you've ever owned an animal, you know how hard that is. And she said very clearly, instead of staying home that Sunday, I came to church so I didn't have to be alone. I often wonder why people who are going through hard times stay away. It seems counterintuitive to me to isolate when being with others even if you don't share what's happening, can be a source of comfort. This is a community where sobriety is celebrated, especially anniversaries, where we sing songs that speak to our spirits, where the lives and stories of those who have gone before us are held and cherished, even represented in a piece of art created in worship. I think back, I've been reading a little bit about the church history, and I think back to those founding families who came together and organized on July 22nd, 1872. It's a long time. I wonder how they celebrated new members. I do know they went to church all day, so you just sit down and be, be happy that. <laughs> that you're here now. (laughs) But from the very beginning, this church was challenged in many ways to not be distinct, to join with other congregations. There weren't enough resources and thinking about how to sort of pay for a minister or get a minister to come and serve or even how to build a building and raise funds for that. And in the in the book that I read, um, it was a funny back and forth about the judicatory or the denominations wanting this to happen, but the people on the ground saying, no, we're not doing this. And in one book, um, it said very clearly that the congregationalists uh, were not lawful enough for one of the other groups that they were being asked to join. So (laughs) I kind of like that. (laughs) So maybe from the very beginning, the value and dignity of each person and of all creation has been celebrated. Maybe that's one of the unique charisms of this congregation, where the practice of love, compassion, and mercy are expected, and where the promise of peacemaking is practiced, Where we designate space for Shabbat and for Montessori education. I know some people make, and I'm going to call this, if you don't mind, a mistake of thinking that Shabbat rents space from us. I've seen how much they pay. It's not a rental. (laughs) It's a nesting and it's an affirmation that their faith community matters. And especially in times like this, that kind of language is very important and very significant. I came from a town where they had a Christmas tree lighting and they also had a menorah in the town center. I wonder where the menorah lights will shine in Longmont. I had the joy of being part of a community conversation this week with Lou Miller community members and leaders. That's the immediate neighborhood of this congregation. There are others that we touch, but but that's the one that we are officially a part of. And I was asked a couple questions about the church, and it was evident that they knew us, and they said, well, I know you're open and affirming, but what else can you tell me about your church? And I said, well, we believe in an expansive theology they said what does that mean I said well what it means is that we don't require people to have a set belief and we have people who range from God is a, a Jesus rather is a wonderful and important teacher to Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and everything in between she thought that was pretty cool There are other places around the world where God's dream, where glimpses of God's dream are being seen. I read this week about a chapel at St. Louis University where light fixtures are made of 20th century cannon shells. They were emptied of their lethal contents and now they hold light in a place where people come to pray. I think I've mentioned this to you before, but it's worth saying again, raw tools in Colorado Springs literally turns unwanted guns into garden tools. That ministry was inspired by this passage you heard this morning, although I think they quote Micah, it's the same passage. I wonder if there's a new initiative afoot for us here. You saw all the people that stood before you. You see the new faces in the choir. You see new children leading us in worship, bringing in the light. Which part of God's dream are we invited to enact now? I love that the dream offer grant has the word dream in it. If you wonder what your dream is, it's helpful to take a look at what you're most thankful for. That's a backward way of getting to the dream of what you are most grateful for. And as is often the case in the practice of gratitude, the more you attune yourself to what you're grateful for, the deeper it will go. It can start off with, after a service trip, being grateful for running water and toothbrushes and toilets that flush. But it can go much deeper. Not that that's not insignificant. Last week, our reading was a covenant lawsuit, and the mountains and the hills served as holy listeners and witnesses. This week, they serve as reminders of God's ancient promise and a dream of what is to come. The peaceable kingdom, the kingdom of God, God's beloved community. Thanks be to God.